0: Uh, gosh, I, guys! I had a great Fraser Crane introduction planned for this, and I'm very upset that you both don't watch Fraser.
1: Who's Fraser Crane?
0: Is that a type of bird? Dr. Fraser Crane, K A C L seven eighty talk
1: radio. That is nothing to me. So, do I see those in the pond when I go for a walk?
0: Have you ever watched? I mean. Have you at least you know what it is loosely? Yeah, DJ? it's like
2: a 1980s sitcom, isn't it?
0: Okay, 90s. Sort. Don't don't even start to tread there. It's in the 90s. <laughs> 90s.
2: Better. Is
0: there a difference between the 80s and the 90s? I don't know. We can ask our parents. It well, tops. Only,
2: only one of us was alive for all the 90s. So,
0: uh, Scott. Yes. What year are you born? 89. Oh, yeah. Awesome. CJ, how are you? 28. I'm 29. 29, so, yeah 92, this is my last year 93
2: last year. 92 yeah. 92 96
0: baby 96 baby wait so when's
1: your birthday cj
2: october i turned 30 this october
1: wow
2: i'm actually gonna say 29 but legally 30 this year yeah
0: classic man big mm-hmm. cj happy also, birthday yeah thank happy you. birthday cj uh thank you CJ guys on the pod again uh Ooh. mr curtis johnson
2: here we are flirty curdy back in the mix
0: flirty curdy, curdy, curdy. turning 30
2: that's right oh yeah i like that
0: dang you have a hashtag. hashtag i better no, see that <laughs> on your birthday that's
2: gonna be my hashtag yeah yeah
0: dude well welcome back on the pod
2: thank you it's good to be back with you boys it's hard to believe it's been eight months nine, eight, eight months? Or nine
0: months like yikes. yeah yeah crazy Gosh. time flies Glad to be dude back.
2: Glad to be back. tell me what's back. going on what are we talking about tonight
0: uh, we well. My Frasier Crane intro would have given it away if you guys knew. I might do it still. You know what? I yeah, think just that do it, our Greg. I think our listeners are gonna know, like they're gonna know Frazier better than you guys. Like I I think our listeners have a very high quality and high bar for entertainment, and so they are they've have seen Frasier. Like that's my assumption. But it's better than Friends. It's I think it's borderline up there with Seinfeld and the ninety comedies. So I mean. It's great, guys.
1: I, this is gonna need to be an Instagram poll because there's no shot Frasier even like
0: compares to Friends or what's the other one you said? Seinfeld. It's it's only only the people that have a a great sense of humor and class. I think I think that's the thing.
2: Isn't it like is it similar to Cheers? Like were those around the same time? Cheers. Like Frazier is
0: actually a spinoff of Cheers. Fraser's, Cheers was an '80s sitcom and Frazier was '90s, but way different. Okay. Totally in comedy, but it's great. Interesting. Um, right. but sorry i won't bore you guys with that anymore We you're talking about uh mental health i um i know it's been something on scott and i's topic quite a or it's been something that's got I's brain quite a bit and it's been a topic that we've thought about you know yeah both of us i think i'm in counseling right now i think scott's toyed around with the idea yeah i just um, saw
1: a account like a uh, actual therapist for the first time on this past monday yeah. Ooh,
2: i want to he- hear all about that if
1: you're so willing okay. to share between yeah, that sure. and then
0: fraser i'm all about mental health right now so
1: <laughs> so is fraser basically your counselor is that what, when you say you're going to counseling you just watch an episode of fraser <laughs>
0: exactly it's way cheaper I'll just yeah, pay my hulu subscription that's it so uh cj have you ever been to a like a counselor or therapist or anything
2: yeah i've been going for the last couple of years actually and oh, yeah? um yeah, it was, I honest, in all honesty, probably one of the best decisions I ever made with my life. Yeah. And um, I, you know, sometimes you don't really know where to start because my parents didn't talk. I think probably the same thing all of our parents. Mm-hmm. Like that generation didn't talk a whole lot about like mental health, emotional well-being, all that kind of stuff. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I started seeing a counselor in 2019, maybe 2020, somewhere in that time frame, pre-COVID. And it was awesome because mm-hmm. never in my life had I been to see anybody that like was completely neutral Mm -hmm. and that was kind of cool
0: so Hmm. yeah yeah it really is i think there's a i mean you you hit a good point i think growing up you don't really i think last week scott i mentioned how on fraser keep going back to it baby that um (laughs) fraser was trying to express his feelings or something to his dad and his dad's like what's with your generation like expressing your feelings and stuff that was in the 90s um but i still feel like and that was for a man, you know, a man who was 40 and is not in the 90s. But I still feel like today there is definitely a stigma of don't express your emotions, especially when it comes to men. Like men, don't express your emotions. It's a, it's not okay to, you know, to cry. It's not okay to express feelings of anxiety or loss or fear or being scared. Like, And you just get told at a young age to shove down those emotions and shove down those feelings that are not. I don't know. I, I I wouldn't even say normal because they're definitely normal. Maybe like just that don't burden other people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. But I mean, do you guys do you guys echo that sentiment? Like, do you feel like that definitely is a case for for men?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for it's one of those things. It's like a stereotype that you just hear so common that men just bottle up their emotions. And then I feel like it's a stereotype that's just perpetuated itself throughout the generations. Mm -hmm. Like my parents, you know, my dad or, you know, mom, they never expressly told me to bottle up my emotions. I don't think anybody's express, you know, expressively telling you like, Hey, don't have feelings. Hey, you know, just bottle it up and don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of one of those unspoken things. Like you just don't don't bring up your emotions. And if you are struggling with something, just go figure it out. And, you know, life is going to kick you and, you know, you're going to be down and out sometimes and you're going to feel bad sometimes just, you know, that's life. Don't worry about it and move on. Um, and I think that's just, that's kind of the attitude we, we get taught in society as a whole, you know, let alone, you know, within family dynamics and things like that. Um, so it definitely is tough. And and I think as a man, you, you almost want to be seen as somebody that is strong and, you know, the, the masculine person who can handle anything and isn't going to cry or, you know, can watch a movie and, you know, where, you know, somebody's dog dies and it's like, I'm not going to cry at that dog dying, you know, or or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. And it's like, you, you don't get in touch with that side of, you know, there's no feminine side of you allowed, Uh, you know, it has to be all masculine at all times. And, um when you start to get in touch with your more feminine side i think that's when you know the game really changes
0: well i don't i want to be careful about using feminine side there because i don't think like i think it then ascribes being emotional to being feminine which i don't think is necessarily the case like i think the normal is we all are emotional you know well
1: no and i was I, i i definitely agree with that maybe i i was probably you know using terms a little bit out of pocket but i was more referring to like just what society tells us as a whole but that makes sense. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you, Greg. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, Scott. I think um, that, you know, I've, I've heard the phrase that often things are caught and not taught. And mm. I feel like that was maybe something that kind of happened with our generation. Like maybe our parents never said, hey, don't express your emotions, but it's just something that everyone else did. Like they didn't mm-hmm. have to say it. It just was the norm. And so yeah. for me, I think that. Like, I think our generation, millennials, um, we're kind of close to millennial, Gen Z, whatever you want to put us in. But um, our generation, I think, is finally starting to own emotions and like be comfortable with people, just the idea of people and individuals expressing them. Um, and so I don't think I think I think, Scott, maybe what you were referring to when you said like feminine is that maybe in old, older times or past generations, like if you were emotional, that was associated as a, like a feminine or a weaker Mm -hmm. quality of some sort, which is, I I think of course, wrong and unfortunate. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's really great that our generation is finally like, Hey, it's okay to express yourself and it's okay to like, Mm -hmm. not be totally fine all the time. And yeah, actually that, ideal man is really toxic like that is not the way Mm. you should live your life um i know toxic masculinity is thrown around all the time too so but i just think that hopefully as our generation i feel like we kind of swing like all kinds of different directions with it but i'm hoping that we kind of land on the side where it's like people eventually feel okay being themselves and they Mm. feel okay like experiencing like a breadth and depth of emotion and sharing that with others so
0: yeah Mm. i liked what you said about caught not taught i'm one of the things I'm doing right now in counseling is it's like a family of origin thing where they go through and they have you basically they dissect your immediate family and the impact they've had on your life. Because, you know, and this I have to be very careful saying this one as a parent myself, but also to knowing like my parents and or Scott's parents, CJ's parents, like parents of any child don't like like 99% of parents aren't like I'm going to instill bad values in my child or <laughs> I'm going to teach them messages about the world that are messed up but yeah. like as children we don't we don't have the like the adequate brain capacity to completely understand what's going on so like if you know if I snap at Levi one day for example about something and to, like 99% of the time I'm I don't and I'm talk to him lovingly but say I've had a bad day I'm exhausted I'm tired and he he's in a biting phase. Like he, he literally ran up to me the other day and just bit my arm, you know? <laughs> and typically I would say, all right, buddy, let's not use our, let's not bite. Like if you want to bite something, bite your food, like I'll just talk him through it and knock it in. But like, I had a long day the other day and he ran up and bit me and I was like, and I was like, Levi, like, what are you doing? Um, And just in a moment of frustration, you know, let anger take hold of me. Like, that's not my character. That's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. But as a two-year-old, you know, he doesn't have the ability to comprehend. Oh, daddy's just frustrated or daddy's just upset in the moment. And then they, like, as children, you make assumptions and like you you interpret the world and messages that aren't necessarily being conveyed to you, but you don't know how to process it. And like, they get stuck with you. Um, I heard the guy, the counselor shared with me saying that by the age of five, um, you know, weren't like no, Change of God or some other life changing altering thing by the age of five, you can tell what kind of spouse or partner your uh, ch- a child is going to be. Like, oh. you can, like, there's strong key indicators by the age of five of who they're going to be or their worldview, stuff like that. So, like, I feel like what you said, caught being taught, like, it's not necessarily even a fault of a parent. It's just we grow up in life and there's things that like we have to take seriously, we need to talk through with somebody to unlearn to be able to then learn the correct way or learn how to express ourselves. Does that make sense?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think too, that um, it's unfortunate that we haven't been taught how to deal with negative emotions. Well, like there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with being frustrated. There's nothing wrong with like anger. Like when you take it out on somebody, when you're using it to hurt someone, yes, like that's a problem. But like being frustrated is not a, you're, you're not like doing something wrong because you're frustrated or because you're upset about something. So, mm. you know, like maybe in the circles we grew up in, you know, you're always taught to be kind of the obedient child who like sucked it up and just went with it. Like you gotta be happy all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that you're missing on a really beautiful range of emotions that while negative still play at like some value in your life. And mm. so, um, you know, and like trying to learn that in your twenties, like, it's okay to be upset. Like it's, you're not doing anything wrong just because you're upset about something. Like it's yeah. actually a good thing. You know, like it shows that you're feeling something is like, I think a lot of the things our generation's like learning and unlearning as we go forward.
1: Yeah. And I think the, as far as like our generation learning and unlearning, there's, it's such a process for me, even thinking about, all right. I can be sad. I can be angry, but also I can be happy and I can be joyful. And, you know, where do I find my joy? Where do I find my happiness? And I can always give like the easy Christian answer, but then it's, you know, what does that look like when it's actually played out in your day to day, like relying on Christ for everything. Okay. But this, you know, specific situation has been festering in my mind for the past, you know, three, four weeks, like, what do I do with this emotion? And it's, you know, that process of, of dealing with it and handling it is, is the hard part, um, and learning how to feel that emotion. All right, this is making me angry. This is making me sad, or this is making me happy. What, what am I going to do? What is the output going to be? Um, and not letting your emotions kind of, you know, dictate everything, but dealing with them head
0: on and, and moving through it instead of moving around it. Mm. Are you, guys, are you guys typically people who bottle up emotions until the point where you kind of explode? Or like how do you deal with when emotions come flooding? Like how do you guys deal with it? Because I definitely am on the train of I end up bottling it up or I get very much into that suck it up mentality um, and don't do anything. One of those childhood memories um, that stick with you and form lessons that your parents probably didn't intend. I remember one time driving in the car I I was hungry or it was a long car ride and I was not about it. I was whining about something. And my dad, I'm sure like trapped in a car with three kids for hours, like (laughs) I'd be getting pretty, you know, losing my patience too. (laughs) said, don't complain if you're, if you're not going to do anything about it. Like if you can't do anything about it, why complain? And that's stuck with me even to today as a 26 year old man. It's like that still sticks in my head where, you know, there'd be something that I might want to complain about, but I just bottle it up because I can't do anything about it. And I end up bottling and bottling and bottling until I explode. Um, and I've had to really work through that. But
1: I think I there's at different stages in my life. I've done different things. I think for a long time, I did bottle it up. Uh, but now I would say probably in the last couple of years, when it comes to like anger or sadness or, you know, whatever it may be, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. And, you know, especially if you were to ask my wife, like, I'm, I'm a very emotional person and I think I've kind of swung the the pendulum to the other end of the spectrum where I'm too emotional almost. And like, I, I need to get my emotions under control, I think a little bit better and, and how to process them better. Um, and that's why I started counseling. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think I've, I've gone to the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, in different seasons of life, it's been all right, I'm just going to be angry and everything's going to explode. And then other ones, it's like, all right, well, I'm just not going to talk about anything and I'm going to, you know, let all these emotions fester in me.
2: Yeah. I I don't really know Greg, like how to answer that. Um, I process a lot of things out loud. So like I talk to myself all the time, which is probably a sign of some sort of mental illness. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) you call yourself a
0: different name. It's like Todd. No,
2: I just like, I just, okay. So, to make this sound not so n- abnormal, I know everyone does it, but last year I I usually I've for the last two years kind of set an anthem for the year like what's this year's gonna kind of, like mm-hmm. theme and last year's was self kindness and so I worked on like just trying to be kind to myself because I think we often talk to ourselves a lot whether we do it out loud or subconsciously like we're like oh you don't look good like this doesn't work for you like you're, you're stupid, no one would hire you, you know, you just kind of Mm -hmm. It's all going on in your head. Yeah. And So like, even today, I found myself, I was kind of bothered about something. And I was out on a walk, I go on a lot of long walks, like old people do, I guess, Mm -hmm. and I just process stuff out loud. And I'm just like, CJ, like, this is a season, you know, it's okay to not have it figured out, you know, you're just kind of like processing it out loud. Mm -hmm. And that way, you don't end up like exploding all at once, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and I think therapy too, is helpful, because you have no like consequences. You can just go in there and you, you, that for me, I love to talk and it's an entire 55 or 50 minutes where I don't have to play the whole, like let's go back and forth. Like, how's your day? I just get to like dump and it's awesome. So, yeah.
0: yeah. you paying somebody. To, yeah, I'm like,
2: I, I spent enough money to make you listen to me. you got to hear all this stuff. So.
1: <laughs> I know yeah. that's a side note. When you said that there's, I saw I saw something that was essentially like Twitch streamers are people that stream online that will just have people call in and like just unload on them and they have Mm. to listen to them. And it's like Mm -hmm. this public counseling dump session where it's like, these people just want to listen to other people pour out their hearts to them. Mm. And like, they're not, they don't respond. They're just silent. But I think there is something very therapeutic about. Being able to just unload, all yeah. of your I think that's junk. I
2: think that's why people do that when they get their hair cut. You know, like you go mm. into a place and people are telling every intimate detail of their life to someone they only see <laughs> once every six weeks. Or bartenders, yeah. I, you know, our bartenders. Like, there's something about like there's some like human like thing we have where it's like we've got to like dump stuff, like we mm. got to get information out. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That is one. I mean, in counseling, it, I usually I'll do like walks with Levi in the mornings, and I'll use it as like a prayer walk slash you know just talk out loud kind of time um so I do it too CJ you're not alone and in, in talking to yourself but journaling has been probably the number one thing I think every time that I um have a session he's like all right well if you think about it throughout the week like journal like write down your thoughts um you know don't just let them bounce around your head like write them down get them out um I think it's, it's probably similar to there you go CJ's holding. CJ, this is a podcast. Holding up a journal, the people at yeah, home can't sorry. see that you're holding up a journal right now. <laughs> I'm sitting next a molskin.
2: A Moleskine, Moleskine. I don't know how you pronounce it. One.
0: The, I do it. I'm a
2: daily. I'm a daily journal. So this one go, travels with me. Goes everywhere I go. And I just hit 10 years of journaling every day. Oh wow, Dang. dude. Oh, I like that
0: wow one line a day all right i need to talk to myself real quick don't worry greg just because scott and cj journal and you want to journal doesn't mean that you're a bad person it doesn't mean you ha- don't have your life together
2: you're doing amazing sweetie
0: you really okay. are so. oh
2: <laughs> i will say another practice that's helped me um is wow okay scott that scott is holding up like six different notebooks it's kind Good. of intimidating
0: scott you should know better you've been on like 60 something episodes yeah
2: this is your podcast scott don't let me tell you the rules um i'm sorry One of the things I also do too is, um, and this podcast, actually, uh, I had to reschedule it every Thursday night at eight o'clock. I do a weekly check-in with myself and Mm. I get like alone and I ask myself a series of questions and they're like, um, you know, first off, how are you, where are you in life? Um, over the last week, what have you done? Well, what have you done that could have been improved? And then I ask myself, um, how do I feel not, how do I think, how do I feel about my relationships my, um, I think my relationships, my future and my goals. So I kind of like talk to myself every Thursday night. Um, and everyone has different practices for it. So I do two, two a week. One, I do a weekly check-in and Monday night I do a self like pep talk, which sounds really funny, but Monday night I sit down and I'm like, CJ, it is okay to be exactly who you are. God loves you. And then I ask myself, what's one toxic thing, one toxic expectation that I, or someone else had of me today that I either shrug off or remove. Mm. Um, and you'd be amazed, like on a Monday after you've gone back to work or, you know, you've been around something and you just like, you carry so much stuff on you all day you don't realize it. And you realize you get home and you're like, oh yeah, I gotta get rid of that. You know, like I can't start the week carrying all this stuff. And so Mm. those are just two ways that I found that helped me kind of like process where I am in my world, like what's happening and how do I kind of stay grounded with yourself? Like, how do you feel about things? Like, what do you think about things? I found that to be really helpful.
0: No. Yeah. I like that yeah, I think, too, it's really intentional what you do on a weekly basis there. Like, I think it's very important because I think, too, what adds to the, I don't know, what kind of adds to the stigma of men not taking care of mental health. I mean, really anybody. I know we, it's three guys right here talking, but I don't want to exclude our female listeners because 100%, it's like mental health is something that affects every single person. And it's something that it's easy not to think we have to take serious. And I think the more that time goes on that you allow yourself to slip into not reflecting, to not asking yourself those kind of questions of how am I actually doing, I think the easier it gets to neglect ourselves and neglect that, like, hey, there's something going on. You know, a lot of the counseling, like is. he'll ask me questions. This guy who's trained to do it, has a degree to do it. He will ask me questions and I'll just find myself like wanting to start weeping about things I never thought about before. But obviously it hits some type of nerve that I had covered up, you know, layer after layer after layer over years and that he's just uncovered and like made me ask questions about stuff that I've, you know, either, what's the word where you throw something into your subconscious and never think about it. um you buried repress, it or you're repressed yeah, repress yeah, yeah, suppress, it, um, suppress um, it. Like things that I've repressed or whatever it may be and I'm just like, gosh, like why am I getting so emotional right now? And he's like, probably because there's something wrong. Uh <laughs> It's like when the doctor pokes pokes a bruise or like you know it was like feeling around like is there her there you know like he doctor finds it in an instant like yep that's it i was done i'm sorry oh
2: i don't have anything to add that's really good though
1: yeah no, um, i'm just you know you poked me
0: <laughs> i'm a that's why you, I, bro.
2: and now you're gonna charge us 125 dollars or whatever for it so <laughs> i
0: will my venmo request is coming um <laughs> this episode's also behind a paywall um so <laughs> we'll see episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. speak to one of our trained psychiatrists over webcams um 30 minutes we will find the right one for you if you don't like them tell us we'll find a new one there's reasonable prices get help never better time to get help in 2022 the year for you that's slogan for the year um, wait is that's, this a real thing no we do oh, fake ads
2: that was really good guys i was like <laughs> I've never heard of this service. I'm like, am I behind? I'm like,
0: I'm oh wait, BetterHelp better is a help real thing. It's on every freaking podcast in the world. Also, yeah. Stitch Fix. Want to get? Oh I stop! Actually- Please
2: don't start with Stitch Fix. <laughs> Stitch Fix is literally mm-hmm. the closest thing to being an MLM without being an MLM. Like, don't at me. It's close. It's like Stitch on the border. Fix,
0: Squarespace. Um, no,
2: I love Squarespace. Don't come after my Squarespace. But... <laughs>
0: Felix Mattress. I hear a lot of Casper um, stamps.com. Casper's on stamps. there. Um, have people Have they ever gone to
2: the post office? You don't have to. You just buy them at the post office. Or at no, the stamps.com.
0: Wait, you, are you sponsored uh, you
1: by CJ?
2: No, I'm not sponsored by them. I just go to the post office to get You're my sponsored stamps.
1: by the post office? Like like Lance Armstrong?
2: I do technically work for the government now. So I guess. No. Oh, we can't plug.
1: have you on the pod. We heard, We. <laughs> Man, I didn't know you worked for Joe Biden.
2: I I'm in the deep state. I'm in the deep state now. I am the deep state. Yeah, Ooh. working for the airport. So yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> Too many freaking federal employees in this country. <laughs>
2: I'm not Man. federal state, so it's better. I guess. Oh okay. Freaking oh, for tax. DeSantis.
0: Oh, you're in. Maybe you're Unfortunately, in.
2: Unfortunately, <laughs> I I can't comment. I'm. Um,
0: you work for DeSantis
1: directly for him.
2: Technically, we report to a board of directors, which reports to him.
1: Oh I wow! Mm. That's crazy so or
2: the board of directors oversees the hillsborough county aviation authority and they're working for our to...
0: next president and they they report to desantis who reports to the president who reports to us because we elected him so Which that works means...
2: technically to me so because i'm a taxpayer too so
0: dang it's a so big you... circle
1: wow one big giant circle guys But kind of kind of going back to the the mental health, um, the mental health conversation and, and everything involved as, as far as therapy goes or talking, having somebody you talk to or having these different things that you do, what do you think was the like for you, CJ, or for you, Greg? And, and you know, I'll answer myself, but what was the what was kind of the turning point in y'all's life where you said, Hey, maybe I do have some issues that I need to walk through somebody with somebody else? Um, and I can't do this on my own. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a depression thing. Maybe it's a little bit of an anxiety thing, but what was, was there a specific thing or maybe a few
0: different things that kind of led up to you saying, all right, it's time to get help. Uh, in 2020, there was something that happened to change the world, um, called the election of 2020. Uh, no, it <laughs> was COVID, um, moving to <laughs> Moving away from like our friends and family, being isolated, all that, all that good stuff. Definitely, I, I'd known. I had. A, oh, let me back up because I think the desire to get in counseling started actually back with when I was working at Idlewild, in the college ministry. Mister. Jay Sanders, who was the college pastor at the time, my my boss, my friend, um, was talking to me about how. What's Idlewild? Uh, it's a church uh, yes. I used to work at.
1: But for the people, the people that don't know what Idlewild is, it's a it's a large church in Tampa.
0: Yeah, uh, that all three of us used to work at at some point. That's that's our connecting point. That's our six degrees yes. of separation is the one degree of Tampa. Idlewild. But no, Jay actually was the one who was like, hey, dude, I do counseling and everything's fine. I just I do it just to keep up with myself. And uh, especially getting married. He was like, it's definitely something you and your wife should do. And so, I was like, yeah, I should do that. And then, you know, i three years passed and I finally get into it, but um I just had a lot of friends who were in counseling and tell me great things about it. So I always thought I'd wanted to do it, just never did. And then definitely with COVID and the isolation and all that stuff, it just was rough. Um Moving to a new place. I mean, it's just, I don't know, a, a bajillion things just to stack on and then you find yourself like the transition. This is going to get really personal actually for a second. So sorry, but the transition from being in ministry to not being in ministry was really rough for me. Um And, kind of figuring out how do I live and be a Christian when not working at a church? What does that look like? And my a sucky Christian? Like what's going on? Like it's a lot of, my mind could get on a lot of rabbit trails. But then also just the isolation and then like what it did to Nelly and I, like I just, we needed, both Nelly and I, you know, both wanted to get it um, and just make sure that we're in the best place we can be to be the best husbands and wives we can be, best people, best Christ followers, all that good stuff. So uh, combination of stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know, uh, Scott, that I really had like a turning point. Like, I don't know that I reached the end of my rope. Uh, some would say or anything, I just, you know, maybe I kept hearing other people go or I just heard, you know, a friend like Jay or someone talk about going and you're like, oh, you don't have to be in a bad place to go. Like, it's actually a wisdom thing. Like, it's actually a good thing for you to do just to take care of yourself. Um, and so I gave it a shot. And you know, the thing with counseling is either you dive in or you don't like, you have to put in the work. You can't just show up and say nothing. Like the point is it's going to be painful or uncomfortable, but you know, just like working out, like you have to go do some things you don't necessarily like to get to where you want to be. And so, yeah, I see it. I see it as like a healthy thing. You know, I wasn't like, like I said, at the end of my rope, but I, decided to give it a try and thankfully work paid for it. And so I was like, okay, well, let's give us a shot. You really nothing to lose. And I'm really glad I did.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of, for me, it was probably somewhere in between both of y'all. Like I wasn't at my wits end, but at the same time, like I wasn't in a good place. I, you know, I would say I'm still not in like a
0: great place mentally. No. At your wits um, start. Is that the opposite of wits end? Is what's beginning?
1: Yeah. The, Uh, the wits i'm at the beginning of my wits ending (laughs) sorry sorry to interrupt you scott that was very Um, rude of me i go to counseling because of this podcast Uh. and how much greg interrupts me (laughs) see you guys have a good night but no i i think i think there's you know for, for people that are listening or, you know, people that have thought about going to counseling, it's, it, it has been always been one of those things that is very stigmatized, um, especially going back to the, the beginning of our conversation where, you know, we uh, were raised in a generation and, you know, the gen- generations before us and before those generations, um, you know, if you went to see a psychiatrist, it was like you're going to the mental institution and like there is huge stigma behind that and and i think as i've as i've gotten older and started processing a lot of different emotions and different things and kind of life kicks you and you know goes all these different which ways it's like all right you know having somebody to talk these things through and you know like you said cj having somebody that's not gonna like take sides or tell you you know hey you're wrong or hey you're dumb or why the heck do you believe this it's more objective is that the right word i know i don't know what objective or subjective but they're more objective. we literally I talked think. about
0: this last week scott
1: yeah i needed to go back and listen to it
0: yeah I, I think it's I objective, think objective too
1: but having somebody that is objective and and you know they can process your emotions for you almost and and help you work through them it, i think it's so helpful um and even even processing it right now like kind of thinking about why you go to counseling or why you do different things it's it's not because you're crazy. It's not because you have these big issues. Uh, although maybe you do, maybe I do, maybe Greg does. It's, you know, it's fine to have those big issues, but you don't have to. Um, and it's okay to go to counseling and it's okay to talk to other people and get help. Like, I think that's, if anything from this podcast, like I want somebody to hear like, Hey, you know, it's okay to go to counseling. It's okay to, you know, be struggling. It's okay to be depressed and and working through things like, you know, god gives us minds you know and, and we need help kind of processing what's on our minds sometimes
0: and i think too cj you brought up a point about work paying for it and scott you brought up a point about just talking to somebody i think it's very important too to recognize that counseling does cost money and can be quite expensive like even Nelly and i are in the beginning we started and they're like oh yeah you should do you know once a week or bi-weekly just to get started get off the ground and then go to once a month then it just it adds up very quickly. Yeah. And so like mm-hmm. we're dropping back to once a month because like for two people, it just it gets expensive. You know, that's the reality of it. Yeah. Um it's great if you can, but if not, like there's still a lot of things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even the point of me bringing this up is like not saying everybody go, you know, hire a counselor and spend all your money right now. It's it's more, you know, kind of CJ what you were saying, like encouraging people to take a look at how they're actually doing mm. and talking to other people about it like not just letting their feelings not letting their anxiety their fears their struggles their depression their whatever it may be bottled up inside of them um but journaling or talking to yourself or you know making routines in your life where like like god made us like a lot of people i think to think oh i have god like he's who i give all my stuff to but god also created us to be in community with people like we need people we thrive in relationship with other people and as much as, like James five sixteen says, conf, it doesn't just say confess your sins to God so that you can be forgiven. It says confess your sins to others so that you may be healed. Like it, it talks about you know going through struggles, going through trials with other people, not just with God. Um, you know, God's all we need. I feel I always, I want to I'm like I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because I'm not trying to say you don't need God, but I'm also just I'm trying to I'm trying to um, emphasize the importance of people. Um, yeah
2: well greg i think you're 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 saying like obviously if you've got like cancer you need to go see a doctor yeah. right like if you've got skin condition you go see a dermatologist like if you are having trouble processing stuff in your mind or need to process it you go see a psych- a psychologist or, or a any you know a therapist mm-hmm. of some sort like you're not saying you don't need god but you're saying those people help yeah. right like there' that's not that you're not like i don't think you need to walk on eggshells mm-hmm. um yeah. with that and so my encouragement too is like Um, I, I've been paying out of pocket for counseling now for a while and you just go when you can, like you see it as an investment. So it's like, yeah, I could go out and spend a hundred some dollars this weekend, or I could save that and use it towards investing in myself, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and the other thing I encourage people to is get someone who's like actually Mm -hmm. licensed who has gone through the rigors, um, who it doesn't just, and as much as I love, um, you know pastors as much as i love people who work in churches a lot of them are not equipped mm. um to deal with like mental health issues that's not their specialty mm-hmm. um and there's that's not, hopefully doesn't sound like a dig on no. people who work in ministry who are pastors mm-hmm. that's not yeah. what necessarily what they are I there have a degree in religion
0: and none of that was covered in <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, yeah well
2: yeah and so i think people go yeah i'm just going to go like talk to my pastor and while that's important and often that's all you mm-hmm. need It's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to my pastor if I broke my arm, Mm. you know, like I'm not going to go to my pastor if my brain is like malfunctioning or if I can't (laughs) process stuff, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think even in Christian circles, like helping them say, Hey, it's okay to go see someone who specializes in it. The brain is no different than any other part of your body. Mm. Like for some reason we were always, maybe another caught, not taught thing is that like mental health was less important than physical health. It wasn't related to physical health. Mm-hmm. Like somehow it kind of got off onto its own thing and it frustrates me. I'm starting, I'm getting wound up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it frustrates me, you know, like when you have health insurance, it doesn't cover dental, it doesn't cover eyes. I'm like, those are two very important things. I'm like, your health insurance should also cover your mental health. It should cover all of those. Like all those things are part of your body functioning well. So, you yeah.
0: know, are we, are you trying to, I mean, CJ, should I not tell your current employer you're on this podcast or are you digging at them or something?
2: They pay for some counseling, I think, but it's not, you don't get to, I'm not sure how I just started. I don't know how all of it works. I'm trying to,
1: I'm the trying new, to use all the benefits. The new job that I start on Monday, they pay for one counseling session a month with a wow. trained psychiatrist.
2: Do you get to pick it or did they pick it
1: for you? I think they have like a network of psychiatrists. Mm. Okay. So like, I'm, you know, I'm still going to go to my guy, but I'll probably also, you know, Double dip? Why? Why not? If I can get a free counseling session a month,
0: I mean, you'll have it. to. Um, you got the same questions over and over again. Yeah, well, probably not,
1: because the one I'm going to is faith based, and the one I'm I'd
0: probably go through work would not be. <laughs> oh, it's a good case study. We can like see the the difference between the two. The advice, yeah. though, I see. I, Jay, I echo what you're saying. I, I was going to say it if you didn't. Um, so I'm glad you brought it up. Just about there is a difference between going to pastors and friends and confidants or whatever it may be and going to someone who's trained with it kind of the point i was trying to make earlier about not if you can't pay for it like still utilize those yeah. resources utilize journaling utilize talking to you know like utilize friends spouses you know family whatever you have like that is close utilize that to talk about those things because it's better to talk about it to somebody than not at yeah. all but at the end of the day too there is a difference yeah. and I, I think it's important to recognize for that for sure for sure now I know I mean I'm I was an intern in college ministry for a while and I definitely had people come to me with stuff and I wouldn't know how to handle it but I would try to handle it and I would try to give advice no I that sounds bad I would try to give advice <laughs> and encourage how yeah. I could but at the end of the day I would feel so inadequate and so unprepared and i almost felt like man is this what all pastors like i'm not cut out to be a pastor because i don't know how to deal with these yeah. things and the truth is most 90 of the pastors probably don't know how to deal with those things unless they also have a counseling degree or for taking mm-hmm. specific courses and training like a lot have don't get me yeah, wrong yeah. at your church you probably have a pastor on staff or somebody related that is a counselor and is trained to deal with that mm-hmm. stuff um but i know for me it wasn't like <laughs> you know it was not my my avenue um and so it's it's been it's been mind blowing to see the guy I'm working with now, just like he knows what to ask and knows what to he knows where to prod. He knows where to, you know, poke my my side, you know, and find the find where it hurts. Yeah. Like he he just knows because he's done it. He does it, you know, 100 times a month with a bunch of other people.
2: I think, Greg, too, part of it is sometimes people have like church trauma or they have issues with faith they need to work through and they can't do that with their pastor because their pastor is going to be like, Oh, well, scripture says, or this is what we teach. And it's like, That's not helpful to me, Mm. you know, like I need one and in all transparency. When I was searching, I went to my first counselor for probably a year, a year and a half. Then I switched to someone new Mm -hmm. and we did Mm -hmm. this, this new one. We did this kind of screen call. And one of the questions I asked was like, do you go to my church? And she was like, "No," and I'm like, okay, good. Because like you, (laughs) I don't want to like, if I bring up something, that's bothering me about my church. Like, I don't want it to taint your view of the church or I don't want you to be like, well, I know everyone that works there and how that, you know, like it's it's finding that neutral source and like asking the right questions when you're kind of figuring out who you want to go to. That's so important.
0: yeah a good word. I mean, I don't know, Scott, you said you had a lot of talk about mental health. Scott, you I look
2: didn't. like you have like a ponytail going on up there behind the-
1: No, I'm just kind of trying <laughs> to rock, good. trying to be goofy. Yeah. Scott, did you check out that Ryan Trayhan dude? I'm really enjoying the series. I've he's doing. known about Ryan Trayhan before you, so.
0: Or are you watching the series? No, where he's 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 a child. That's great. Oh, he is. He does. He's 23, but he looks like he's freaking 12. Yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying the series. But also, I was telling uh Scott this yesterday, CJ. Every time I see content creators doing well, I think I wish I would just quit my job and do that. Because one, I feel like I could do it, and two, I just get very more envy and bitter. That this 23 year old is making millions of dollars making videos and having fun and capitalizing on that.
1: Just do it then.
2: Greg, I think the thing is like it's yeah, but like the reality is he's not, but that's not common, you know.
1: Like like I watched I watched golf. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of golf lately. And I'm like, man, I golf. Yeah, why can't you do that? I can do that if I golfed. Yeah, why can't I be a professional I, golfer? I
2: see people that like are Formula One racers. I have a Honda Civic, yeah. so I'm like, why?
0: You have a Honda?
2: I they drive I have Hondas. Four cylinder. <laughs> It'll get up yeah. to speed in the next twenty minutes. Like, I know it's gonna do yeah. it. So. The tough thing is,
0: I told you, I don't know if I told you last time or not, but I'm trying to write a book, and I'm I'm trying to finish the first draft. It's a very slow process when you have a child. Um, well, just do it, Greg. It's you just see other yeah, people Greg, do it. Just do just it. Do it, just do it Greg. But. I, get, I don't know i got all that to say sometimes i want to put myself out there and be funny um but i i struggle thinking should i be funny how i, I think it's funny or should i be funny how i think other people are gonna think it's funny
1: well you, you know what the difference between you and ryan trahan what? is is he actually does it regardless of what other people think of him
0: get off my back bruh.
2: he's authentic right if he's authentic like yeah, just be authentic and
0: vulnerable and
2: i listen right before Right before this, I was watching, I was going through YouTube and this guy had this video that had so many views. I watched it and I couldn't, he was the most awkward person I've ever met. Like, not met like No, it wasn't Mr. Beast. He's awkward too. But it was like, I'm like, who subscribes and watches this guy? in tens of thousands of who people do. It? And you're like, hey, I have no idea. Uh, I'm, I don't even know. YouTube suggested it. And it was some video on, I don't remember. It was like some, oh, he called every senator in the country. And oh, I
0: saw that video. I,
2: yeah, within the first 30 seconds, he goes, I actually didn't talk to any senators. And I was like, click, I'm not interested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys have different recommended than I do.
2: Yeah, it's YouTube's That's a dark what, place. We
0: need to do that sometime. Go, like,
1: judge each other's recommended YouTube videos. I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Come on. My look TikTok this. is more a...
2: like my thing. Like, YouTube doesn't really. It gets, uh, kind of,
0: YouTube knows but, me really well. Like, YouTube knows me as really well. Yeah. I just watched. No, this is actually this knows me very well. I have on my recommended okay. here Mandalorian stupid. Pitch Meeting, which I don't know if you guys ever seen Pitch Meeting before. A hilarious channel. Anything pitch to perfect. do with
1: Mandalor? Star Wars is stupid. This is I've never seen Star Wars. This is
0: the most encapsulating video, I think. Relax in space. Lo-fi beats for your life. Cat lo-fi. Chill mix. That's me. I like lo-fi. Yeah.
2: Greg, I I can see why you need to see a counselor now. I'm um, it's, <laughs> it's getting a better picture.
0: <laughs> and then my third one on there is Frazier 200 special outtakes. Oh, my gosh. This literally is me. If you look at this, you, you learn a lot about me pretty quick.
2: I think my YouTube is pretty bad because it's all like election videos. I get very emotional when I watch like it's either. Yeah, it's either um, right now it's watch live. The January 6th committee is holding public hearings. It's Jim Gaffigan compilation um it's a interview thing from the office or it's um flying business class to jfk here's my review (laughs) so that's kind of what i get so
0: yeah i could i could see that i i feel like if we put up the pro if we put up like a list of like the top of like the five videos recommended you could guess who it is in an instant
2: oh yeah i think so too i think i think that would happen yeah
0: what do you got i
1: got um golf golf pro versus bad golfer and then um let's see james hoffman world barista championship of 2007 they have those uh oh yeah
2: 2007 though was it filmed on like an iphone four? like that's amazing did
1: you just watch 2006 that's why no i watched 2022 the other day then there's something about ozark and then there's rajiv sundra surindra if you don't know who Mm. rajiv surindra is Man, he's my man crush. He's the, what's, what's he's the mathematician guy from mad, mad. What's it called? Mean girls. I almost said mad girls from, oh. from mean girls. He's the math guy, the Indian guy. He has the greatest videos. I love this dude. If you don't know about him, look him up. He has a video. Just it's how to make your bed perfectly. That's the one that's in my recommended right now. Huh? Rajiv soon, Sund- syndrome, Sund- I can't say that very well, but anyways,
0: that's hilarious. Golf, coffee, and Rajiv—that's my life. But CJ, dude, I thank you for. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. I yeah, can't man. believe it's. Thanks for having me. Boys. I wanted to it's have good you good on sooner you than nine months. I can't believe nine months already passed by.
2: It's been crazy. That that was pretty much the time period that I was in Kansas. Was nine and a half, almost was ten it just, months. Is
0: so. just the
1: gestation period. This this episode has been <laughs> yeah, drawing, basically and we just gave birth to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep.
2: I gave I gave Kansas a full gestation cycle and said,
0: <laughs> "Yep,
2: nope, yep. I can't do it."
0: We just wanted to wait till you're back from Kansas because oh, we like I don't know. Last time we called, you had to like you had to go to Topeka. You had to go like the only self the only Wi-Fi tower in the entire state oh, was there, and it just
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I just chapstick. Sorry, that. Oh uh, uh, yeah, um, I had I had to drive to Kansas City actually. Um, four hours away through the hills. I fought off a couple coyotes yeah. and Tumbleweed. a stagecoach that had rolled and then over. then you yeah.
1: got taken up in a tornado and landed in Kansas City.
2: Yeah. It's a lot faster that way. If you've ever taken a tornado, you should try it. What? So I actually just a couple of weeks ago watched one live. Like local news had one live in Wichita or right near Wichita. And it was like I was just watching it. They're like, okay, guys, this is live. It's right over here off of 45th <laughs> Street and something. And you're like,
0: cool. Those crazy Kansians. <laughs> I mean, we have them here. And we have tornadoes here as well, you know?
2: It seems like they're happening more often.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I saw a uh, the funnel cloud coming home last week.
2: What? Yeah.
0: I yeah. thought so I was going to die.
2: Apparently, they saw one at the airport here recently, but no one told me.
0: Dang. So yeah. They should have tweeted about it.
1: Yeah. Could have tweeted about it. I could
2: have tweeted about it.
1: Well, dude, thanks for joining us. Yeah, man.
2: Thanks Guys, so it's much. Good to see you.
0: Man. Right, thanks, man. See ya. Peace. I'll talk to you soon.